BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. So what have we learned on, on Instagram? We've, I think so far on Instagram Live, uh, we kind of learned a little bit about how people watch on Wednesdays and Saturdays is a night for going out. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. It wasn't um, as fruitful, I would say. We didn't get uh, as much of a turnout. No one wants our free coffee gift cards. I don't know why. We're trying to give them away. We're trying to have you have a coffee on us. No strings attached. All you got to do is play a little game with us. We just want to play a game with people. We've given away two so far, which has worked out nicely. Yeah. Um, but this Saturday, when we are doing this recording, we are live on Instagram. We're trying to do that from now on whenever we record an episode. We want to kind of show you guys the behind the scenes if you're actually interested, you know, in how the show is put together. And we can interact with you, which is nice. Yeah, it's really fun. We always take an hour before every recording to really... Well, most recordings anyway, to uh, interact with everybody that listens to the show or maybe people that are just learning about us. And, you know, we tend to give away a gift card every time just to make it a little more fun. Keep an eye out. I mean, I, I think we're doing next Saturday too, right? Yeah, it sounds like next Saturday is the plan based on our current Next Saturday, schedules. if you're listening uh, on release day. And if not, usually I think we're going to keep to Wednesdays until further notice. Those are our preferred recording days. That's the perfect one. Yeah. Unless we get a, we really get into the episode, it might uh, get pushed to Thursday. But we're gonna try to avoid that. Depending how many video games release that month. Oh man, if you know <laughs> something like Pub or Sea of Thieves, I don't know. So yeah, stay stay tuned and make sure to check us out live. Hell yeah, check us out live and uh, welcome to American Slack Podcast. As always, I'm Matt and I'm Jesse. Live, full digital, 1080i. I don't know, are you? I mean, we're I not really so. projecting 1080i. I'm, I'm on an iPad, so I don't know if that's accurate. I don't I don't think that's accurate. But, well, you know, we won't hold them to it. We'll just continue on with the HD quality in vocal, no matter you know, what. You know who I will hold? A, a special place in my heart for? Our Patreon supporters. Hell yeah, because uh, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, and starting out, we want to give a shout out to Dave Gunn. Thank you so much, sir. You are Hell yeah, dude. a big part of what American Slacker is, and we appreciate your you. Yeah, you are American Slacker at heart, and we really appreciate what you do. Next up, Kyle Nolan Bradford from the Crime Roulette Podcast. A solid subscribe on these guys. I'm listening to them every week. It's a crime-based podcast, and if you're not there for the crime, you're there for the personalities. Fuck yeah. I've got to say, these guys are fucking awesome. Check them out, because they're fucking awesome, and... Uh, a little jealous. We also have another amazing podcast run by Aaron W. And that's the Yes and I Am podcast. Aaron's really Fucking cool. Another awesome one. He was actually one of the recipients of our free coffee. He, I think he was the first one. He was. He was. And he was kind enough to send us a photo of him enjoying it, which you can check out on our Instagram. And uh, we're glad that you won. You know, out of all people, you were a uh, contributor and an awesome dude. And we love your podcast. They're a great Patreon slacker, as as all of the people we mentioned are. Now we have our pod shout-out pick of the week. And the way that this works is anyone who retweets our pin tweet, which is our latest episode, gets an entry into possibly getting the shout-out of the week. And this time, we have 20 retweets to pick from. So I got, the, okay. I got Twitter here, and Matt gets to blindly choose a number, 1 through 20. Is it smug to be upset that we have less than last week? Well, like, it's tw- really... if it's any uh, consolation, then we have 21, but one of them was me. <laughs> Wait, what? You retweeted? Yeah. Oh, we'll my, get into this later. Account, at Landers the Plane on Twitter. So, wait, you got to disqualify that. I'm not picking you. 
first no, I off. Know. I said that's why I said All one right. through twenty instead of uh, one okay. through twenty-one. Trying to pick a number I haven't picked, so I'm gonna go with fourteen. I know that's a number that I have not picked previously on the show. It's a bit in, but not too soon, not too late. I feel like it's a good one. Who do we have, Jesse? We have someone that you may have heard from him on our podcast before. It is the False Starts Podcast. Awesome. We do nice. a, uh, a promo swap with them, so sometimes you might hear their promo on our episode. I don't think they're in this episode, but... They're not. They're, they're not in this it. episode, but you've definitely anyway. heard them. They're getting the shadow. They called us their side chick. Yeah, I've got to say, I really enjoyed that. I uh, instantly messaged Jesse, and I was like, we ain't no side chick, but I loved it. I loved it. They're at False Starts Pod on Twitter. They are a podcast about the presumptuous pictures and foolhardy films the studio thought would get a sequel, but never did. They're uh, they're actually a podcast out of England. So that's at False Starts Pod on Twitter. Congrats, guys. You'll be on our next pin tweet. Fuck yeah. You guys deserve it. We love you guys. So Matt, what do we have coming up in the show? As always, we've got bizarre news to start us out. And if uh, you want to see a cool cheat to beaten having to pay for an extra carry-on when you're traveling stick around because you're gonna find out <laughs> but then we're moving along we got some t- uh, we got some movie suggestions some really cool ones this is a, th- a survival themed fucking show people get ready these movies are intense and uh they put people in situations where they just gotta claw their way out of Keeping with that, our next segment is a new segment. What we have is called This or That. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a, it's a new segment that we came up with and works. So. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it, stick around to see what we're talking about. And to start off with weird news, we always like to go over a little bit of weed news. And this time, we're talking about San Francisco, just north of me, where they're planning on wiping out thousands of marijuana convictions. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's something that uh, Cory Booker, um, someone we talk about often <laughs> on the show, yeah. has argued that should be done federally across the entire United States. But San Francisco's district attorney uh, said his office will toss out or reduce thousands of criminal convictions for marijuana dating back decades, which is allowed under the 2016 ballot measure legalizing uh, recreational use in California. So it was part of that initiative. Okay. And it passed, and it's going to take a lot of time, because they have to go through a lot of records. But ultimately, yeah, I would this is a really good thing, because this is going to free people up for, you know, possible loans, getting jobs, depending on what kind of convictions they had. They said they're going to be dismissing nearly 3,000 misdemeanor cases, and, review, and they review nearly 5,000 felony cases for possible action. Now, is it expunging, like, past records, too? Yep. It's going back decades. That's where it matters, too, because I'm, I'm sure there's some people in there that are still locked up for, you know, small things that really were pretty harsh judgments that were, you know, bestowed upon them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Maybe people still incarcerated. There was a lot of three-strike rules and stuff like that during mm, the Clinton yeah, era. Yeah, really fucked also, up. there was a lot of crackdown on crime, especially yeah. drug crime. yeah. So, this will be good. It'll free people up to possibly, you know, get jobs. Um, I'm not sure what the impact with federal, um, like, student loans and stuff like that would be. Because I know if you're convicted of a drug crime that you can't get student loans. So, I don't know how that's going to really work since it's still federally illegal. But at least on a state level, they won't be looking at these people as... it'd It'd be more like, you know if you got a traffic ticket compared to yeah and, and it could be completely thrown out on top of that so it's even better yeah yeah true if you want to read more about what san francisco plans to do with uh the marijuana convictions you can read this on our facebook page where we post our marijuana news articles every monday so make sure to go over to our facebook and check that out well our next storage can't help but bring me back to our youth where, I mean, I know myself and you, we both, uh, we learned how to drive a stick right oh, yeah. off the bat. Right off the bat. I kind of right? had to. It was the only one available to me at the time. That could provide to be so useful in so many instances. And one that you most likely wouldn't even think of. Including, I mean, say you wanted to rob a pharmacy. You know, I mean, no, if geez. you happen to be in the mood to, you know. Well, getaway drivers action. 
Well, I guess, you know, nowadays it's not as common to learn like we did on the stick because what we have in Las Cruces, New Mexico, is that a uh, culprit failed to be able to drive a vehicle that he tried to jack because it was a, you know, a manual stick shift. And uh, <laughs> he forced the owner to drive him a couple blocks away to a uh, location, you know, like a normal house. Okay. Well, the worst part about this is that... Uh, the house that he had him drop him off at was the house that he actually stayed at. And the cops showed up after the owner called 911. They, they picked up this asshole. Well, at least it didn't end with, like, a, if this guy was smart, he would have, like, done something bad to the guy. Like, driven, made the guy drive him somewhere else. And then, I guess he couldn't take the car. Yeah, he would have been screwed either way. He would have been walking. if yeah, uh, I mean, Even if he tried fuck, to, like, dude. make the guy abandon him somewhere else. I, I, I mean... We have no mention if he was wearing any kind of, like, disguise, like a, a mask or anything. But, like, still, you could have got dropped off a block away, a couple blocks away, something. Like, anyway, like... Take a different route and, like, kind of zigzag back. I'm glad that the guy who was, like, going to be carjacked and ended up being the stick-up getaway driver wasn't harmed at all. But yeah, this was this yeah. was a dumb move by this, this kid. One of the dumbest moves. I mean, if you don't know how to drive stick, you got to anticipate, like, there might be a car out there that you're trying to carjack after a intense robbery that might not be an automatic. It doesn't sound like it was planned very well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it was just like a passion crime almost. He was just like, I need money. Bah. Yeah, I was going to say, not, not a very knowledgeable criminal. It's unfortunate, but, you know goes out to say learn how to drive stick people i mean i did you did just it's handy fun. it's handy to know it's like making it's a fire or any anything like that yeah definitely you know what you know it's also unfortunate what's unfortunate the ninety thousand pounds of beads found in new orleans storm drains after mardi gras ah oh, that is unfortunate those were hard earned beads <laughs> well i'm thinking more <laughs> i'm thinking more for the environment but, uh, oh, yeah. Cause these, well, you know, these I'm thinking about what those beads brought. <laughs> it's a very odd custom. If people aren't aware, if you it is. flash in uh, Louisiana during Mardi Gras, they'll throw you some beads. And my God, what happens How many to tons? all these beads? 90,000. 90,000. Could you imagine how many? I don't know what to put here that's not highly inappropriate. Breasts? <laughs> earned those. I guess, yeah. That's, yeah. How many breasts? It's probably a polite way. That many tons. Of, yeah, that's that's appropriate. I didn't want to offend. And this 90, well, this <laughs> 90,000 pounds of beats was only pulled from about five blocks of downtown New Orleans. So this isn't even... Five like, blocks, that's it. This isn't even all of it. That's they, crazy. They try to put, like, catch basins in there to get some of the beads for before they fall through, but some still make it. And they also set up some stations from uh, that the Department of Public Works put up where you can turn in your beads, and they'll recycle it all and send it away. Okay, to be made into some kind of, like, life product. Or something, okay. yeah, I don't know. They, yeah. they send them to probably a recycling center or something. But yeah. Most of these beads end up clogging the drains of, uh, of the city of New Orleans. That's crazy to think. I mean, all those beads have to go somewhere. Who would have thought they go down the fucking sewer drains right? and, and clog guess that shit it, up? It rains a decent amount down there. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like what a, a fucking ton of those beads. They're like fucking perfect to fill a gap. All the garbage, beads. I mean, I guess yeah. if you clean the streets in the first place or don't like throw the beads on the ground in the first place, that's what they're really asking people is like, don't contribute to the problem in the first place and we won't like have 90,000 pounds of beads chilling in our storm drains. Yeah. Yeah. Find another way to appreciate boobies. That's all I got to say. Or just keep your beads or turn them in, mm. you know? Just don't litter. Don't that's know. what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah, I guess that's a more appropriate way of looking at it. It's just, you know, keep your beads till the end of the night and find an appropriate recycling center yeah. to hand those beads. Just chuck them in the earn. trash. Yeah. Something. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of them are from, you know, people tossing them from balconies and they're hitting the ground. Oh, so the, the, uh, the remnants didn't receive the gift. Yeah, the, the leftover beads that they didn't quite catch. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because I mean, people people start fighting between the beads, and then they get broken, and they're all on the ground. 
Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, even, like, in other other cities, you know, you find, like, uh, those beads everywhere, like Las Vegas and shit. Those are party beads. Yep. Fighting over plastic. That's not the only violent uh, scene we got in this news stories today. In France, we have quite the violence caused from a sale on Nutella, which, out of all things, I wouldn't have expected such an uproar. But it's gotten crazy. It's like a brawl and over peanut butter. Man, fucking A, man. People want to get that Nutella, that hazelnut, chocolate mix. And I've got to say, I'm not a fan. You know, I've talked to you about this pre-show. It's okay. I'm, sh- I'm not a fan. It's all right. I don't mind it. Like, there's people yeah. who love it. I got I to gotta pick it up. I feel like I got to try it again. We'll see. I'll uh, do an update on that. But Intermarché supermarkets in France offered a 70% discount on Nutella. Which was like bringing the price down. It's so significantly. So people that are, you know, huge into this, which I, I've got to say, I know more people that are into Nutella than not, for sure. Right. It's kind of a, a fad thing, too. I it is. I could see people stocking up on it because it's something that probably lasts a long time, too. I can only imagine what the shelf life is on it. So when it's 70%, psh, you're stocked up for two years, three years, whatever. People are fucking fighting. We have video footage posted on Twitter from different users. It's insane. And uh, <laughs> apparently, it's insane. 365 million kilos of Nutella is consumed every year in 160 different countries around the world. Yeah, it's big all over the place. It's like it, here in America, France, you said it's, it's huge. Germany, it's huge. Italy, it's Germany huge. is the number one consumer of it, actually. And I didn't even know this, but Nutella produce Nutella production uses 25% of the global hazelnut supply. A quarter of the hazelnuts in the world go to Nutella. So we're left, the rest of us plebeians are left with three quarters <laughs> of the world's hazelnuts. Yeah, and all I got you said it before, you, the, that's no wonder why they're fucking so expensive. Yeah, they're jacking up the price on it. You're immediately, like, limiting the supply to make your fucking mush chocolate, like, ma- like mash spread. We're gonna get crucified for not loving Nutella. That's what's gonna happen after this is released. They're gonna come with torches for us. Yeah, I mean, we only have one uh, host somewhat like it. It's like, I don't okay. know, that's not good. It's a very, it's a very uh, black and white, like, love and war society when it comes to Nutella. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, it's definitely, you know, like I just, I never had it as a kid. And uh, I tried it, you know, once or twice. And it's expensive. Fan, you know? So I could understand why, like, a 70% off sale, that, why that would make people go nuts and, like, start brawling. People love their food. Stock up. Hell yeah. Fucking risk getting fucking in some deep trouble over it. Punch man over a corn dog. <laughs> Oh my god, fuck no. Our, our, the man in our next story actually screamed, I'll go to jail over some barbecue sauce. Oh, fuck. Barbecue sauce is good, I'll say. It, oh, it definitely is. And I, I'll tell you, I love barbecue sauce with so many things, especially like chicken, chicken nuggets, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially in barbecue sauce, I'll Hell put yeah. it on a burger sometimes. Hell, I'll put barbecue sauce on a hot dog. Dude, I put it on mac and cheese. What's up with that? Ooh. It's so fucking good. Try it. I'm not kidding. If anybody out there listening tries it, a little barbecue sauce mixed in with your mac and cheese, you got to find the right amount for you, but it is delicious. That sounds good because I like ketchup in the mac and cheese, so I, I, I could- That's good too. I could dig I do some like barbecue that. sauce. Well, Hell at yeah. this making Georgia Waffle House. Okay, so it's not a Waffle House. Like, I, when I first read this, I thought, oh, Waffle House. Like, the actual incorporated Waffle House. This Which is a, about. <laughs> another type of Waffle House called the Riverside Drive Diner, which primarily okay. serves waffles. Okay. So it's, okay. Not, it's not a Waffle House incorporated TM per se, registered. Yeah. But they're mainly famous for their nice waffles. Yep. So the man sits down at a stool at this local Waffle House, as I'll call it, and Mm -hmm. he he ordered his food. The three uh, women who worked there said that he asked for some barbecue sauce. One of the women, whose name was Basil, she's named after her spices. The other one, cayenne and fucking paprika. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fuck. We're Sage. She's the wise one. (laughs) 
She, Basil's like, no, we don't have any barbecue sauce. He then started ex screaming obscenities and insulting the staff. And he try, was trying to create a conflict saying things such as, I wouldn't fucking ask you if I didn't know you had it. <laughs> okay. He's laying down the law. And then he also said, I'll go to fucking jail over some barbecue sauce. Oh, shit. So he's saying, like, he will go to jail over eating any food without his barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. He's a man that's really stern on his sauces. Yeah, he's got... You know, and it confirms to me, Americans love sauces. Fucking we hit do. him with sauces. We do. You give we do. Them, I... You give them fucking eight kinds of sauces with one piece of chicken, and, like, they'll be in heaven. It doesn't matter. Dude, you will rip that che that chicken into fucking thousand pieces to sample all the sauces. Oh, oh, let me get at that. Oh, my God. So Yo, I've got to say, I'm a fool for sauce. Sweet and sour's got my heart. Can, can you... Oh, yeah, I'm down with some sweet and sour. I like barbecue. I ate buffalo with mm -hmm. some chicken tenders some the buffalo, other day. Buffalo, oh, my God. Oh, fuck yeah. Breach. Little spice is never wrong. So... Can you guess what happened after he screamed, I'll go to fucking jail over some barbecue sauce? They called the cops to bring him to jail? Yeah, he went to jail over some fucking barbecue <laughs> sauce. Oh man. I don't care what kind of barbecue sauce. I don't care if barbecue sauce is aged in barrels like fucking fine liquor and wine. <laughs> like a whiskey cat. Fuck you. It's not worth going to jail. Go home and fucking get some bullseye or some fucking other brand fucking barbecue like fuck dude. right so he he was held in lieu of a 390 dollars bond and the restaurant was quoted saying we stay with the basics on condiments mustard ketchup and mayo <laughs> they don't fuck oh, with man. that barbecue sauce shit that's to get that gets you crazy people like this guy <laughs> Really, dude? Barbecue is what's up, though. Like, they're, there's, they're an all-American diner. You could be talking about a lot of flavors when you're talking about barbecue. You could be talking about honey, honey barbecue. Sweet. You could be talking about like smoky. a spicy barbecue. Spicy. Smoky. Chipotle. Like, dude, let, I won't keep going on because this will get boring, man. <laughs> Jesus. Matt's going to start a barbecue sauce house. It's going to be a business that only oh. sells barbecue sauce. So yeah, I could. Barbecue sauces. I can be passionate about that. That'd I'm not lying. Good. I don't like barbecue. Do a horseradish like barbecue. barbecue sauce? See, that's oh, what happens now you're when we talking. podcast hungry. We can't talk this, about this guy. Exactly. Kind of shit. We come up with ingenious sauces like horseradish fucking barbecue. Don't fucking steal that. We're trademarking it before the end of this episode. Well, if you find yourself in jail like the last guy and uh, you're wanting this barbecue sauce, you know, it might not be so hard to get anything that you want, any type of sauce inside of the jail because uh this story coming from texas one of the harshest states really inspires me that i i just think you can get anything you want in jail these days you got amazon <laughs> oh yeah exactly it might as well be amazon because what we have is another story just like we featured in february of last year about an inmate that escaped just to bring back a whole ton of goods right to his crew inside of jail or maybe himself. I don't know. I don't have that much info on it. But basically what this inmate in Texas did is he snuck in a whole shit ton of liquor, including Crown Royal and Martelli, tobacco. Uh, he had home-cooked goods. Oh, shit. Something for Mama? Dude, he had all kinds of good shit, man. He smuggled this back in, and apparently this has been going on for a long time, and they uh, set up like a sting operation to watch this fool. Okay. And uh, they watched him leave, cut through the fence in the rear of the prison, <laughs> and uh, grab a large duffel bag, which he brought back inside. And then they, you know, they tossed his cell and found all this shit, and they're like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? I like the idea that they just watched him grab it and bring it back in, and then they're like, alright, let's go look. <laughs> Dude, it's like the last story where they were uh, they stashed it in a car right along the prison like fence. Yep. You know, so the guys would like crawl and like go under a fence, grab the shit, grab it, haul it Dude, back. Dude, he in. had giant bottles of liquor, living like a king. Like, little uh, pouches of bugler tobacco, like a bunch of those. <laughs> and I, I didn't see the food. I didn't get to see like you know what kind of home cooked food he had. But imagine I imagine it was like cookies with a note from mom saying like, "Don't eat them all at once." Don't eat all these months. Share it, share it with your friends, your cellmates. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's pretty sad that this guy didn't get to enjoy mom's cookies. Or the Crown Royale was sneaking into the jail. Yeah, then. Oh, sad. So, can, wait, well, can you have tobacco in the jail? Is that contraband, technically? Or just because he snuck it well, in, it's contraband? It, de- it depends on what jail it is. Okay. I'm sure this jail was a non-smoking jail, you. so he was smuggling... He was smuggling in his tobacco. That'd so. be that'd be tough to even like. Otherwise, use. like the tobacco he had was bugler, which would probably be something you can access through uh, prisoner commissary. Okay. You know the normal ordering menu. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it was a smoke-free jail, which they usually they uh, in the wreck areas, like the outside areas, they'll uh, smoke tobacco or weed or whatever they got. Okay. That that makes sense. I. I... I find their ways of smuggling this stuff in quite inventive. Oh, dude. Yeah, sometimes they come up with uh, some crazy ways to pack this shit and and get it in, you know? I mean, regardless if they sneak out and get it in or if they're, like, having a visitor, you know, smuggle it in on their clothing yep. or whatnot. You know, do some crazy, you know, type of thing like that. Definitely. And uh, that kind of leads into our next story where... A passenger was doing a little bit of unpacking of his own, and he decided to throw, as he decided to throw on 10 layers of clothing to avoid a luggage fee from the airlines he was flying. Dude, I can relate. Sometimes those those luggage fees will get you, you know? Like, fuck, you want to bring all your enough clothing, but you don't want to pay that fucking 35 45 whatever dollar fee it is. Yep. I, I try and pack light whenever I can, but this... This guy was traveling from Iceland to London on British Airways, and he was wearing eight pairs of pants and ten shirts to avoid paying the the excess luggage. Can you imagine how that feels to wear that many pairs of pants? (laughs) It's, uh, well, you're probably walking like, uh, what's her name? Waddling. You don't walk. From Willy Wonka? It's like Violet, you're turning Violet. Oh, the blueberry. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the blueberry girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he he couldn't have been comfortable, and they didn't let him fly. He got he got barred from two different flights because they were like, "No, you're being." It was more, I guess, the way that he acted when they said they that you can't do that. Yeah, now security. I, yeah, I I've got to say, like from the video that I observed, I I, I quickly looked at this um, like uh, a week ago or so, and. Uh, he did look a little smug about it, like, mm, they're not letting me on, look at me, like, I'm trying to avoid, like, he was clearly, like, proving that he was trying to avoid it. He also like, said, you know? uh, that he claimed, like, racial profiling, and then, uh, British Airways said something yeah. back, saying, you know, it has nothing to do with race, it's just the fact, like, I think it was just his yeah. behavior, kind of, as he well, was told that he can't... Yeah wear a massive amount of clothes through the security because that's also kind of a security issue in a way well, that in a safety issue because imagine if god forbid the plane had to be evacuated that fucking guy that's slow in sluggish in front of you you gotta be fucking jumping over him because he's fucking like just a fucking giant gingerbread man wiggling his <laughs> way out of the fucking plane you know I could see having to wear like a couple more layers than you should but like when you get into like fucking ten layers you're cutting it. Fucking yeah, you're, you're trying close. to game the system, and I see why they, they didn't let him on. He eventually got yeah. home, but he was not. He was well, not. That's happy good. Without missing. Nobody wants to be stranded. I'm glad he got home. Yeah. Another person that took a flight is the guy in our funny clip of the week. We're oh calling, my god. We're calling this one swing launch. Now, Matt, I, on the playground as a kid, did you uh, ever want to, you know, go over the top bar on the swings? I did, man, but you know, I never went to infinity and beyond <laughs> like the title of this clip here and uh i'm kind of glad i didn't because it doesn't look like it's a good thing this is a grown man with a bunch of other grown men and women while watching and standing around while he's flinging himself over the top bar while while standing on the swings it's like one of those seated swings it looks like you know I, i've never like um encountered one of these <laughs> that sounds so weird to say as like childhood. I never encountered one of these through my childhood, <laughs> but I can only imagine they are a little more um, it's easy weird to get hurt. I uh, per se. It's weird that it's not chains. It's like bars supporting the. Uh, it is a solid bar. The swing. So there's which, no slink. That's what allows for that spin around. 
that this guy gets, but it doesn't end yeah. well for him. It ends exactly as you'd expect. What I want to know is, say you're a parent, say you're a recreational person that works in the town, why the fuck would you ever put a swing less than 10 feet away from a fucking fence? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Even if he wasn't acting a fool on it, it could end up having a kid fly off of it. Yeah, and that's what my biggest worry is. It's not an adult, it's a kid. This guy ragdolls so bad when he hits the fence, though. <laughs> oh, man, that poor guy. He hits full, full on his neck, which is never uh, never good. And, and we don't know what happened after that, because it, of course, goes straight to the ground after he hits the fence. So you'll have to wonder with us and watch this on our Facebook page when we post it on Wednesday, as we do with our funny clips. Now we're about to get to some awesome movies, but before we do that, let's uh, hear from a fellow podcaster. Hi, I'm Mike from the Genuine Chit Chat Podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, from travellers to musicians, to those afflicted with mental or physical illnesses. There's really no subject that's off limits, from movies to politics, and even controversial topics ranging from sex to drug reform and political correctness. So if you still believe in the art of conversation, are intrigued by healthy debates with different ideas and perspectives you may not have thought of, and want a podcast where every episode is about something different with a variety of guests, then this may be the podcast for you. You can hear us on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So if you want to hang out and listen to honest conversations with interesting people, then come to Genuine Chit Chat, where I'm your host, Mike Burton. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. And we're back. We got some movie suggestions for you, for your eyeballs. Hell yeah. This survival is themed. Survivor. Yeah, this is all about survival. Wait, not not Survivor. You're not going to get voted off the island or anything. No, no, no. This is about the man's will to live. Hell and, yeah. And, and woman's will to live in, in one of our suggestions. We're, we're starting out with uh, with my choice, which is called Man Versus. Man Versus what, you may ask? Well, you'll find out if you watch. It was a movie made in 2015. It stars Chris Diamantopoulos. Hey, I got that name. I thought I was going to fuck it up. But you've seen him in tons of stuff. In this, oh, yeah. in this, he plays a man called Doug Woods, who's a lot like Bear Grylls and Les Stroud. Um, mm-hmm. If you're familiar with Survivor Man or Man vs. Wild, it wasn't that Bear Grylls' show, I believe. Yes. In this movie, uh, he plays someone similar who's, you know, going out on their own. And this it's just him with a bunch of cameras, and he's out in the wilderness. And if you didn't think wolves and bears were enough to worry about, what about a creature from another planet? That is fucking horrible, especially when he's out surviving as is. As if you're all alone in the wilderness and you encounter yeah. something that, you know, no one's ever encountered before. It's It, it was uh, pretty terrifying uh, it, at some parts. And it's funny because he's teaching, he's doing the whole, like, camper survivor thing and he's doing it for the camera. So he's showing people how to set up, like, deadfall traps and stuff like that. But then whatever this thing is that's hunting him is using what he's teaching against him and creates like larger deadfall traps that would crush a person you know yeah it mimics what he's doing exactly and so it no- he knows that it's watching him and he also likes to you know since he's out in the wilderness and solitude he'll play chess against himself and you notice that pieces start moving when he leaves his camp that was really freaky which i thought was kind of a big metaphor for the like what was going on between him and the creature yeah, I felt like he was one step ahead. It, it was, was it really was creepy. It was a very, very creepy movie. Um, it got a pretty low rating on IMDb. It got a 5.5 out of 10. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it was even worse. Uh, I don't think it had a tomato meter rating, and the audience score was 21%. So people didn't like it. I thought it was pretty good for like an indie I type liked of it. movie. Yeah, I thought it was too. It pretty much looks like it was shot just in the woods somewhere. Yeah, very little CGI. They do some, like, GoPro stuff as well um, to make it sort of like a found footage kind of feel to the movie. But I I don't know. I thought it wasn't bad. Once you finally see the thing that's stalking him, I'll admit that the 
graphics are a little underwhelming. Um, we had mentioned signs before, which kind of it, it gave me that feel, like the yeah. creature, the aliens yeah. from Signs. Yeah, they did a very good job of showing minimal of the creature, but they wanted to show you that you know what the creature looked like because you don't want to end the film not knowing what was coming after that guy. Right. So the, you know they did it, but they could. I thought it was good. I Be, liked it. And there's a twist at the end, so like, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was pretty good. It's, um, it wasn't something that I was necessarily expecting to happen throughout the film. Yeah. So me neither. I, I was, I was happy with it. And I, and since we're doing, we pick Survivor themed. I, I watched a couple of them, and I, I thought this was a good pick. So check out Man Versus. It's on Amazon Prime for. Uh, four dollars if you want to watch that or it's also on netflix for free if you if you're already subscribed to netflix the film i chose is also on netflix keeping up with the survival element i chose 47 meters down and it's a crazy shark film and uh i thought they did it really well it wasn't you know the cgi in a lot of shark films can go haywire and i'm a big i'm a big critic on cgi i don't want to see cgi if you can't pull it off and uh, I that's, thought they did yeah, very well at portraying the sharks in this. Like I, I, I was, th- I was worried coming into this that I was going to see some deep blue sea type shit. <laughs> you know that film with Ice Cube. That that always uh, brings to mind. When I, I thought that was Samuel Jackson. Film. Are they both it in was, it? They're both in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sam, uh, Ice Cube's the cook. I, I just I remember, remember a that. shark eats Samuel Jackson. He's given one of his uh, Samuel L. Jackson speeches. Like above, like one of those like waterways, you know, like a little port that goes down into the ocean. Yep. In like a bunker, and then a fucking shark just lunges up. And eats it. <laughs> I love that film. I love that film. Um, but yeah, forty-seven meters down is a survival horror film about two ladies that decide to go on vacation after uh, one of them has a terrible breakup with their boyfriend. But they go to Mexico to have a getaway, and uh, mm-hmm. they meet two guys that convinced them to go out on a boat and go into a shark tank. That's, now, uh, just being on a boat with strange men is still yeah. a little terrifying. I was wondering how it was going to go if the guys were going to fuck with them or if it was going to be like a horror film, like the guys are the reason they get in the cage. their demise, you know? But, uh, it's really, it's a natural event that could happen. And, uh, you want to be careful when you're out there doing these, uh, Extraordinary risky, events. Risky <laughs> snorkeling with sharks. Yeah, and uh, this film, it just it really plays on the strings of uh, anxiety and whatnot. I really enjoyed how they did this and how uh, these girls got stuck in the cage and whatnot. I don't want to give away too much, but it's it's a crazy event that happens where they're stuck in this cage. And I was worried it was going to be kind of boring. You know, I was thinking, you know, ahead of time, like a phone booth type event where it's uh, all shot in one location. But it, they do a good job of keeping it eventful. Now, based on the name, I'm assuming the cage sinks. The cage does sink, and uh, the safety tether, the cable snaps. So they have no way of uh, pulling the girls up, and they get stuck. And are they on yeah. oxygen tanks then, I'm guessing? They're on limited air, yeah. Oof. Oxygen tanks that are limited, so, so you got, they're pretty fucked. You got deep water fear, you have shark fear. Fear, you have suffocation fear, and yeah, that just sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It gets crazy at points, and there's uh, there's an ending that's really appreciative. I don't I don't want to give away too much of the end, but it's not what you think it would happen. Okay, she's tripping. It never happened, and she's actually Haley Joel Osment, and Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Well, you might be on something with part of that. Okay. The Bruce Willis part, I'm guessing. So those are exactly. those are two two good movies, two good Netflix movies on survival that people should check out. Hell yeah, I support both of them. And if you want those again, that's Man Versus and Forty Seven Meters Down. Hell yeah, worthy of checking out and easy to stream on Netflix. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from another awesome podcast. Hey, this is AJ. And this has been with Small Town Mentality Podcast. 
You can check us out on all social media platforms at Small Town Mentality Podcast. So get on there, click like, and follow us. And help us out by subscribing to Small Town Mentality Podcast on the places you get your podcasts. Podcasts? What, you don't have a place to check out podcasts? Well, try TuneIn or Stitcher. We're also on iTunes and Google Play. Come check us out. We're funny. Yeah, yeah a little bit. I'm funny. We're going to leave this in. All right. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. So we are back with a brand new segment. This is uh, something that we came up with sort of off the top of our heads. It's called This or That. And this one's called, this one's Survival Edition. I'm really intrigued by this idea. This is, yeah, this is sort of uh, just like a mental exercise, I guess, where you're, you know, you're presented with two options you, and you got to rationalize one of them. Which are you going for? And it, it, maybe it'll let you guys get inside of our heads a little bit more. Not that that's a place you want to stay for too long. You might be careful with that. So first up, Matt, I got you on the hot seat. Snowy, and based on this is all based on survival. Snowy mountain or dry desert? Which are you going? That's really a tough one. I feel like I would have to go. I'd probably go. Man, this really, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd have to go Snowy Mountain because logically I can make some type of uh, sheltering and there's always water available Ooh. with melting. Very water true. is the biggest thing with like survival as far as I'm concerned. It'd be, it'd be more the temperature that would be the, uh, the big thing that you'd be worried about. Yeah, but I feel like even with like an igloo, you can like isolate temperature, and you can you can still like keep your body warm. You can dig down. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, I thought you were gonna go dry desert. That's that's interesting. I'm I'm with you on the snowy mountain for sure, for the same reason. Nice. I was curious. I was curious what you were gonna go with. Dry desert. If you know the appropriate ways of extracting water from plants and whatnot, I just I really wouldn't remember. So like I feel like I'd be more set in snowy mountains. Now, what I wanted to start off with was, as far as survival shows go, in in relation to the movies we were talking about, Bear Grylls or Lestrade, two of the guys that are the headliners of survival expertise. Now Which one would you choose? Now, this is, I don't know, it, it's, like it's, it's tough because, you know, Bear Grylls is, oh, the big, like, I'm uh, a big movie, well, TV star, and, like, I got all the Hollywood crew with me, and so there's all that uh, controversy that came out about him, like, going to hotels and staying yeah. not in the wilderness, which I understand. Like, if you're on a movie location or a TV location shoot, you're going to have to uh, kind of make compromises. Like, do you want to be completely alone like Les Stroud does and shoot it all yourself and it's not going to have the good shots and stuff like that and you might not get exactly yeah. what you're looking for but either way I'm going Les Stroud because I think he does him doing it on his own way more super impressive super impressive compared yeah to I, can, I can't help but agree with that Les Stroud you know bringing out the camera gear all on his own with no camera crew is way more impressive than Bear Grylls, who resides at hotels in between shooting. And, you know, it, like, he kind of just kills animals to eat a part of them, whereas Lester, I was, like, fucking starving on day three. Yeah, it's 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 way more extreme. I mean, which, if you if you have the knowledge to do that sort of thing, then, yeah, totally do it. But uh, yeah. Bear Grylls is more like, I, I guess, the nerfed version of survival. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, let's talk about tools. Hunting knife or hatchet? You gotta pick one. Which one are you going with? Now, this was a pretty easy one for me because, really? um, yeah, a lot of people will get hung up on this, but a hunting knife and not just any hunting knife. You gotta have a decent sized hunting knife that's not too big, not too little. You know, somewhere like in the 8 inch range is like what I would want. And, uh, funny thing is, I got this Gerber knife that's a Bear Grylls edition. Oh. It's like my ultimate choice survival knife because Bear Grylls, it, it, Bear Grylls had something to do with Gerber, but coincidentally. Okay. But it's just a great like quality knife. Edition. Yeah, it's waterproof, like gripping and everything, so it's not going to rot away on you like a leather case or a wood case. So you're going knife. Uh, wood grip. Knife over knife, hatchet. The reason the knife is better than hatchet is because a knife can create a hatchet. You can't really create a, ha a knife with a hatchet. Okay, okay. I, I see what you're saying, but so I'm gonna go hatchet. I'm gonna counterpoint you and say hatchet. Why are you gonna go hatchet? 
I feel like hatchet, it could be used as a thrown weapon if you know how to throw the way. I mean, you could throw a knife too, but I feel like a hatchet has more weight to it and I would have an easier time throwing a hatchet. You can also use it to split wood to keep your fire going. Mm -hmm. You can use True. you can uh, use it to help build uh, the construction of your lean-to or whatever it is you might be going with. Um, it's also, I don't know, I just feel more secure with like a hatchet and the backside works as a uh, hammer if it's flat. True. True, but I can guarantee you that I can craft a, not like a, a store quality hatchet, but a decent hatchet with a knife and uh, the proper heat treated stick and twine and the proper piece of shale. True. That's yeah, I was going to say, if you have a nice sharp rock and you can get it in between a stick and sort of wrap, wrap it back yeah. up. Um, Meanwhile, so a, a knife you can be a spear. Point. A knife can be a spear. A knife can be a million things. You know, it could help you out in hunting a well, million ways. But I, I was going to say the one thing that the knife, that a hunting knife would have over the hatchet uh, is in terms of, like, say you actually got a deer or, like, a rabbit or something like that. In terms of making precise cuts, it would be a lot harder with a hatchet. Hmm. True. Yeah. So, all right. My next question is another tool question. It's a hard one. Water filtration system or a fire starter? What would you rather be stuck with start out as a survival incident? I'm going water filtration system. I think that was okay. an easy pick for me just because uh, I may be co feeling too cocky or confident in saying that like I can, I, I'm fairly sure I could start a fire under most conditions. Fire is definitely something that's feasible. Meanwhile, like water, you're not guaranteed to be able to like actually digest without any type of incident where it's going to make you sick yeah you might end up poisoning yourself just because you uh yeah ended up you're alone sick and you're poisoned for a couple days you're fucked you're done yeah without it, being able to produce food you're you're really fucked you're gonna be weak by that third day when you heal no definitely it, it'd be bad it would definitely be bad if uh if you didn't have water to drink so that's like first first concern and then uh it's more a matter of priority in that in, in the case of those two yeah. So, another one for you. Lost at sea or taken hostage? Man, I, I've got to say, I almost... It depend, it, this all depends on the situation. You know, if, am I lost at sea with a raft or, or I'm think, a ship? When I, when I imagined this, uh, this or that, I'm thinking, like, lost at sea is you on a raft. And taken hostage is you with, like, a couple of armed people that are holding you and maybe some others hostage this is a really tough one i have to say i feel like i choose lost at sea and i know that's not nearly easy at all compared to taking hostage but taking hostage you never know what you're dealing with because you're obviously dealing with somebody that's off the wall already because they've taken the hostage yeah so you never you don't know what they're capable of you know but lost at sea there's a chance of being discovered I mean, depending upon the incident, maybe I have a survival kit on the raft, maybe. And I, I know, feel like this is a little telling them. to, like, if you ask this question to someone, you get a hint into their personality as to whether or not they would want to be responsible for themselves in an emergency scenario or have someone else be responsible for them in an emergency scenario. Exactly, and I don't want anybody choosing what I want in a scenario like this. Like, it's like... I want to be able to calculate what I think is the best option for survival, the and best not, chance. And not have someone else pulling those strings. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought that was probably the hardest one I picked there. Yeah, that's that's one of the best questions I think we could have ever come up with right there. Bingo. I'm going to end this off with a uh, question about a means of providing an actual meal. Okay. What would you rather, trapping or hunting? If it's just me right now making that decision, I'm going trapping. Just because I feel like I could make a shit ton of like deadfall traps and maybe some fish traps or something and be able to feed myself pretty well. Hunting, I don't know if I have the skills to necessarily do that. I'm pretty loud and doofy. I, if I tried to sneak up on something, I don't know if I'd have a good uh, chance. And I'm not much of, of a thrower in terms of my arm. So, so yeah. trapping might be See. my better bet. Yeah, and definitely another one that I agree with because, meanwhile, trapping is a lot easier. It doesn't require like stealth skill or anything like that. It also doesn't require energy, whereas like hunting, you could spend yourself going crazy, you know, trying to find something to kill. Whereas trapping, you can set up a bunch of traps, deadfalls, you know, crayfish, fish traps, whatever you you have. 
and it's it's not drawing any energy besides what it takes to create. True. And uh, it's reusable, too. You know. Just That's set it back up again. If it got knocked down, there's mm-hmm. nothing under it. And go. Hell go. yeah. So that was our first segment of this or that, and uh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna bring this back every so often. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's a cool idea to see how we think. Hopefully, yeah, and hopefully we made you, the listener, think as well. We can't help but thank you for listening and tuning in. And uh, since you're tuning in, why don't you uh, stop by our Facebook? Check us out. Maybe become part of the American Slackers group. And also, don't forget to stop by the Instagram where you can check out every promo for every show. And if you wanted to check out the main hub, the American Slacker website is aspodcast.com or American Slacker Podcast, whatever you prefer. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, five stars or nothing. And please also tell a friend about the show. That's the best way to get us out there and get people listening. If you wanted to get in contact with us, send us an email at americanslackerpodcast.gmail.com. And if you wanted to jam out some of the music, some of the artists that we've had on the show, check out American Slacker's podcast playlist by searching American Slacker Podcast. It's easy. Just do it. Super. Check it out. Jam out. Another thing you can do is head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. You will find a whole bunch of rewards that we give out, including the shout-outs at the beginning of the show and more stuff that we've been offering along the lines of uh, bonus content and even more things to come throughout the year. You can also visit our our shop, uh, AmericanSlackerPodcast.BigCartel.com, where we have the simple Slacker t-shirt and the Morning Slacker mug. Those are uh, some things with our logos on them that maybe you'd appreciate having sipping your coffee out of in the morning as you're listening to our latest episode on Mondays. Hell yeah. Get them while you can. Designs will change soon enough. And if you wanted to check us out on the personal level, check out our Instagram, Snapchats, and Gamertags. You can find me on Instagram at MWGmedia, and my Snapchat and Gamertag are MattyG from HP. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Xbox Live at LandersThePlane. Aw, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on the live stream, on iTunes, on Podcast Addict, whatever you might be listening to us on. find us, Hayden. Hell yeah. We love every one of you, and uh, we appreciate the support. And until next time, that's it. There you go.